That's awesome. That's great. Can you pour it? Can I get an intro for a minute? Yes, yeah, sure. What do you want? What do you want me to say? You're the boss. I'm the boss. Anything you want. Yeah, give the song to who's the boss. Really? God, what's yeah. it? What's it? Show me that smile again. Is that it? That's it? Or is that groin pains? On your crying? Are you trying? Is it trying or crying? Uh, don't waste on your crying, I think. Don't waste another minute on your cry trying. We know we need. Or is it growing pain? I think that's growing pain. That's growing pain. <laughs> Shit. I know oh, Family Matters. That's the one I know very well. Really? Run of course. Run I can't. I can't <laughs> sing. It's different. Let him go. I like that. No, I want to hear what you think it is. So you know. Uh, well, Family Matters. Uh, the lyrics are: It's a it's a uh, rare rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on a newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find, but there must be some magic clues behind these gentle walls. But all I see is the power of dreams, real love bursting out of every scene as days go by. Etc. Etc. There you go. Yeah, you And you it's, are. Uh, Carl Winslow. <laughs> what is it? Is it the deeper love of the family? I think that's the chorus. Yeah. You know, I live less than a mile away from the house they use for the intro to uh, to Family Matters. Just, just saying. I'm surprised you don't do a tour. Whenever that would be the one thing it would say on the back of my baseball card. That's the one interesting thing about me. We still don't know who he is. No, we don't. Or what he draws. But you do do you do draw and you do write. Yeah. And you are. Yeah. Hi, my name is Ryan Brown, uh, and I write and draw God Hates Astronauts, and I uh, draw a book called Curse Words, uh, and you are watching Eleven O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Back at you, people. Hope you're loving this two times a week. Must be thing. Tuesday. In theory, yeah, or yeah. late, late Monday night, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. As soon as we, as soon as we get the timing done right, and I know when the damn thing, I, I check to see when when you're posting it. Oh, I should send you a message. Then, yeah. And I'll, I'll know to post it on the Slack. I just do it blind. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. That's fine. I, I totally yeah, I forgot the featured image last night. That was my fault. I forgot it. I am fallible. What? Cute. I'm cute, but yeah. fallible. <laughs> Jesus, I can't have right. Yeah, whatever. You are not fallible, dear listener, because you have come to the right place. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 897. We are barreling down to that 900 mark. We got stuff planned. Not much, but stuff. <laughs> and I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Press. Oh, Indeed you are, and of course I am Brock Jones, but you can call me Torpedo. Oh, nice, nice. You actually could be Brock Jones. Put a little meat on your bones, like if you had a sandwich <laughs> and stopped with this bullshit, you could be Brock Jones. But well, you're according not. to you, I'm heading right back to 260. Oh, you're sliding. Time. You're sliding big time. <laughs> you're not Brock Jones, the great Torpedo, created by Marv Wolfman. 
co-creator of the Teen Titans. You're Jason Wood, everybody, here together on a really special episode because we are going to do something that I never, ever thought possible on this <laughs> show, and I'm glad it's happening. But we procured the book for this episode at... Cheap graphic novels. Yes, cheap We all got it from the same place. Why did we get it? Why? Because they were the cheapest place around. OGNs, trade paperbacks, manga, and omnibus edition, of which we will speak soon. At drastically reduced prices. Go to Amazon. Make your browser go in two tabs or something and, and, and search for a book on cheapgraphicnowels.com. Take note of the price. Go to Amazon, search for the book, and you will be astounded how much cheaper it is at cheapgraphicnowels.com. It's stupid. And here's what you're going to do. Order, not much, some, because you're going to save. Order, you're going to get an email that says, hey, thank you very much for ordering from cheapgraphicnowels.com. You're going to reply to that order notification and say you know what man i never would have known the grandeur of cheap graphic novels.com were it not for 11 o'clock comics and max is going to say oh, it's like a bouncer at the door of a club right max is going to let you in and he's going to give you free shipping on your next order it's crazy cheap graphic novels.com that was a little bit overdone i'm sorry <laughs> never can say too much good with too much emphasis when it comes to Max's... CGM. Right, right. But I, I, I tried to do too much with it. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm not sorry. I over, I overreached. Maybe next time. But the reason why I overreached is because I'm drinking. Mm. Yes. I'm actually finishing off the bottle that I started last episode. This is called Rosso Bastardo. It's got a 98 rating. On the universal great wine scale that Jason follows so much, <laughs> a.k.a. the Fred Mert scale. Um, mm. It is a red wine from Umbria. I told you I'm going to Italy, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, and this is delicious, so I'm drinking it. I have a, a, a very, very great fear of going to Italy. I'm probably not going to want to come home. Sure. I didn't want to come home, bro. No, I mean... I'm not coming home. <laughs> so I'm going to, when we're there, I'm going to check out the internet options, the the, the, the housing situation. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So It's a magical place. It is. Yeah. That's where my people come from. Well, yeah, the I noted I, that part of Italy you know, on purpose, but, oh but my the rest God. of Italy was lit. You didn't, yeah. go the, you didn't go to the island? No, we didn't have time to go to the island. Well, you're lost. No, we would love to. Next time we, we'll go there. Well. If, I'm telling you, if you went to the island, you probably wouldn't be married anymore because they would have rolled the red carpet out for your wife. And she would have been like... I roll the red carpet out for her every day. Yeah, but you can't compete with a Sicilian, dude. Oh, my God. I mean... It's yeah. true. There are many, there, there are many, there are many areas of the world I would agree with that, but I'm not worried about the Italians. See? Blind spot. <laughs> we'll snipe you. Continue. Whatever the opposite of Hanglo is, hang high. It's not Um, You're wrong. uh, But speaking of Italian, I am drinking an Italian thing as well. I'm drinking San Pellegrino Essenza. Nice. Tangerine and wild strawberry. Nice, nice. 
it's awesome. I like the uh, I do like their oranges. The, the Clementine they 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 have they they do have some good some good beverages. You damn skippy, baby. Yeah. Living living reflection of a dream. That tangerine. Aww. Yeah. Uh, I am enjoying some lovely Bardstown Bourbon Company Origin Series Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is 96 proof, which means it's uh, 48 alcohol by volume. 40%, sorry, alcohol by volume. Uh, with a splash of seltzer. Nice, nice. This is a dream episode. What you're going to hear... <laughs> no, it really is. Because I you never... waiting for this. This is like... This is 800 and some odd episodes in the making. 896. Yeah. I, I've, I never, ever thought, number one, that Rom would be back at Marvel. Now, I don't know about future storylines. I, I really don't care at this point. If they happen, great. If they don't, whatever. But the fact that Marvel published an omnibus not just one but it's going to be one of three i think probably three yeah collecting rom the original marvel years it's 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 a literally a dream come true like i have all these issues of course but the 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 luxury of being able we say this all the time to go to our bookshelf shelves and pull off the first volume of rom i i can words cannot express how joyful this makes me feel like my my heart is bursting with white light from the mouth of infinity and it is just it's a wonderful thing reading what we're doing this ish this episode for those of you playing at home is we all got the romnibus volume one we all selected a single issue it's kind of like long box roulette, but not. It's just, it's omnibus roulette. We, we bought an omnibus. We selected a single issue. And we're going to talk about it. In this case, it's ROM, Space Knight. Shut up. I'm, I want to cry. The other nice thing about this is that if all Marvel Omnibu were this size, I would have read like half of them instead of the 2% that I've read that I only. Yeah, I got a kind of side eye, uh, Marvel, because. This is only what is it? Twenty five issues? No, thirty. Okay, it's one through twenty nine, and the Power Man and Iron Fist issue. All right, it's a hundred and a quarter. Yeah. List, list price. I have seen omnibus editions that are twice plus the size of this for less. So it's like I think their their fingers are a little bit on the scale with this omnibus, but we don't know what they had to pay to get the rights back. Or the or at least the reprint rights. So it may have cost something with um, Hasbro, Kenner, whatever. Uh, but I'm glad they did because now Rob's back home. Indeed. Yeah. I don't now, know. I I know we know very well that Vince read all these coming off the off the stands. So that's a given. Yes. Uh, Dap, what about you with Rom? Uh, not maybe from the first issue, or I read the first issue later. But yeah, I I would read issues here and there. I I had I had a good chunk. I I was pretty much collecting it near the end, um, especially with those beautiful Akin and Garvey inks. But the um, uh, yeah, I I was just more. I would 
I would check Rom out when he would have other Marvel characters showing up, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, anything with consistency, especially at the beginning, not until the later years. Yeah, right. Rom and Micronauts were my favorite Marvel books, and then Micronauts went away, and Rom was my favorite Marvel book for the duration of its run, all the way to seventy five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, as a kid, I remember reading Micronauts off like at when it when there was an issue at Seven Eleven or something. I would get that, but I I don't think I've until this omnibus came out. I don't think I ever read any ROM formally. Wow. Well, yeah, there was a point in the Micronauts publication where it was direct only. So that Seven Eleven went away after a while. Yeah. Well, there's and there's I mean there's there's an issue of ROM when you get to the letters page and and there's a blurb that says starting next month uh, Micronauts will only be available right. at direct market. Yeah, it was it was yeah. in the the forties, thirties or forties. No, not thirties. Mm-hmm. It was in the forties, I think, when it went direct only. But um, and then the New Voyages, mm-hmm. you know, was a newsstand too. I think. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I've always had a very soft spot for ROM. I think it's one of the best things ever to come out of Marvel. Uh, Bill Mantlo was a genius. It's, it's unfortunate the, the, the way the universe treated him later in life. Yeah. But um, creator bless him for creating these stories because uh, I think they're just flawless. Obviously, they're not perfect. But in my eyes, they are. Like mm-hmm. it, it was such a joy to read these issues. I, I cannot objectively assess the merits of Rom. It's just impossible <laughs> for me. I'm sorry. Right. I, it, there, there, it, it was a magic time in Marvel uh, history for me, and I, I see it as nothing other than you know the pinnacle of of what Marvel did during those years. Mm-hmm. I mean, like many, I think this is a highly anticipated collection because it had been out of print for so long um i actually do own some of the single issues although again i've never read them um but before we get into the three issues that we chose to review i will just say and this probably sums up how i felt i read the entire omnibus of course you did yeah yeah you're jason no but but i'm saying like it um, my point is is that I, i i devoured 30 issues with the quickness it was it was it was not a, you know, it was hardly a chore. It was a joy. And I just like, all right, I'm going to read the whole thing. It totally broke my heart towards the end of the run when the Dire Wraith War kind of spilled over into almost all of the Marvel Universe. And it still wasn't enough to mm. keep to keep the, the series solvent. They, they, mm-hmm. can't, they canceled it. And as they were coming out, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Dire Wraiths are, are they're going into Fantastic Four, they're going into X-Men. Like, what is happening? This is great. This book's going to be around at 300. Unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> it ended at 75, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like AMC was going to 2000. Right. But it is, it is a joy to behold. Um, and as Jason said, we each selected a single issue. Ironically, they're in ascending order. Right? I, I selected yep. 21. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll start. Why did I select 21? Because it is the the first full appearance of the new Torpedo. And Torpedo is a character I really love. Um, not on a, on a... I can't relate to the character at all. 
<laughs> it's totally superficial. I think his costume is ridiculously cool. And I've always loved the character. Up until his uh, unfortunate demise. Uh, we, won't, we won't have to go there. But um, I read Rom Space Knight number 21. Which, of course, was written by Bill Mantlo. Penciled by Sal Buscema. Inks by Joe Sinnott. Can you get a bigger powerhouse crew? I don't know. Color art by Bob Sharon. And there's a long history with Torpedo. Uh, Brock Jones is not the first to to don the costume, or the suit, as they call it. Um, Wolfman created, uh, Marv Wolfman created Torpedo. Um, the previous owner of the costume, his name was Michael Stivick. And Brock Jones, uh, Torpedo volu- or version 3, acquires this, the armor after Stivick was mor- mortally wounded when a building fell on him while he was battling Daredevil. So, I mean, Torpedo appeared in Daredevil, and then it jumps into Defenders. But uh, after donning the costume, Jones is mistaken for Stivick. And is quickly hunted by the law, not only for the misdeeds of the armor's previous owner, but the law thinks that this torpedo killed Stivik in that battle with Daredevil. Like, he's responsible. So, Torpedo Jones eventually battled Daredevil again, and when the dust settled on that, he decided to give up the hero game. I'm done. The suit's not worth the problems. It, it's all because the Senator Stivik wanted to create this 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 uh, armed forces based on the torpedo costume, and but the the giving up the game doesn't last for long because he helps out the defenders, and later finds himself in Clareton, West Virginia, and who's in Clareton, West Virginia? Well, Joe Rom, my, Rom is <laughs> in, oh. is in Clareton, and and Rom's in a bit of a pickle. Because during a recent stint in Limbo, the Dire Wraiths showed him visions of Galador in ruins. Places fucked up. So Rom desperately wants to go home to either learn if those conjured images were a Dire Wraith trick or to aid the survivors and help with rebuilding his homeworld. Problem is, he's grown accustomed to these Earthlings. He doesn't want to just leave Earth unprotected because he knows the dire wraiths are around, particularly the area of Clareton, West Virginia, a place of which he's grown quite fond. And who lives in Clareton, West Virginia? Well, Brandy Clark. Brandy, or Rom loves Brandy very much. And Brandy kind of loves Clark, but you know, you have Steve Jackson around to screw things up so if Rom could only recruit someone a superpower protector to take up the reins of battle in Clareton, West Virginia while he's he makes this long arduous journey back to Galador and that person turns out to be Torpedo Brock Jones but Brock's being pursued by these uh, flying men called the Rocketeers. And they're searching for the torpedo suit. 
the very thing that forced Brock to move from his last residence. And um, during the battle with the Rocketeers, Brock does his thing as Torpedo, and he, he uh, he's a lot like Cannonball without the imperviousness. He um, he bludgeons these dudes, and when, when he did, they turned into heaps of dust, and he didn't understand it. Obviously, they were diorates in disguise. And, and he, not knowing what to make of the dead Rocketeers, he and his family, uh, his wife Lorraine and three kids, um, and I swear... Nell is baby Trump. You see that panel where Nell's in the in the in the cradle, and <laughs> she's it looks like Trump, and, it, and it, so yeah, there's that. So uh, he he beat the hell out of his previous residence, and he goes to Clariton High, Clariton, West Virginia, and he takes a job as the coach of the Clariton High football team. Uh, meanwhile, Rom uses his energy analyzer to create his very own version of Cerebro. This is very smart. He uses the energy analyzer to blanket the planet to pinpoint dire wraith infestations in the population. It's really smart. Then, in typical Marvel fashion, Torpedo sees a red streak going across the sky, and he thinks it's the Rocketeers coming to retrieve the suit, but it's not. It's Rom. Rom originally, or initially, sees Torpedo as an enemy. Slam, bang, boom. They fight for a few pages. Tearing up that football field, Jones' future office, doesn't matter, rip it up, um, until Rom decides not to fight. He just stops mid-battle, and he allows Torpedo to barrel down on him, and eventually Torpedo realizes, like, wait a minute, this guy's not fighting. Um, he hits the brakes, and they talk, and Rom clues him in to the diarrhea infestation, which Jones immediately links to Senator Stivik, the instigator of the Rocketeer guys coming after him. See, with Stivik's nephew, Michael, that relinquished the suit to Jones, and Stivik wants that suit back. Now, and that things he thought were rocketeers were in fact dire wraiths. So, not surprisingly, the Torpedo suit may be of dire wraiths design. It's a little bit of Bill Matlow revisionist history. Uh-huh, the, yeah. yeah, the Torpedo suit was never a dire wraith creation, but in the hands of Matlow, it did become one, and it makes sense. Right, I don't think anybody was feeling some kind of way that they tweaked the origin uh, or or the the origin of Torpedo V three to be a diorath, uh connected device when it's in the pages of Rom. Like it just works. So Rom is now eyeing Torpedo as a protector of Clareton in his absence. So everything's good. He can possibly go back to Galdor. The only thing that's holding him back is. The journey would take him many, 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 many years. 200. Yes. Is there someone out there, and I'm hinting at future storylines, is there someone out there that could possibly get Rom back to Galador quickly? Mm. Yeah, we'll mm, get there. Wonder. But mm. um, these issues of Rom have uh, backups. Yes. The Saga of the Space Knights. And it uh, relates to the events of ancient Galador. 200 years in the past. I don't know if 200 years is ancient, 
but it's a long time. Um, one of their their most valiant space knights, the Terminator, is now a renegade. And he storms the Hall of Science and he blasts the bejesus out of the Angel Elite. Um, who look like they're from Thanagor. Uh, yes, that's oh, exactly what I wrote in my notes. Thing, yeah. yeah, but it's odd because they're Galador's genetically enhanced winged home guard, but they have no armor. It's like they invested all their ore resources into the Space Knights, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, those Angel Elite, fuck Just it. Just give them a, a bandolero and some wings and some nice hair. And that's and that's what kills me is that the bandoleros in gold, the pants are green. It's like could you just not not just maybe change the color scheme just a little it's, bit it's to make very, it not look like it's very Thanagarian. Yeah. <laughs> they do have nice hair. Yes. And unfortunately they drop like flies because they're not much of a guard against uh-huh. the Terminator who yeah, breaches not, not No, he breaches the Hall of Science. And in doing so, he's confronted by he who condemned him to death, Galador's prime director. Therm- uh, Terminator thumbs his nose at the prime director. He enters the hall's cryogenic chamber. Now, this chamber houses all of the mortal remains of all of the space knights, including Rom. That's a big deal. And he prepares to destroy them for standing idly by while the dickhead prime director put him to death. And it's yeah. just a vengeance-fueled rampage. And unfortunately, it's continued this, into uh, 22. This chamber has everything except spellcheck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they devoted um, a lot of space to that bird's-eye view of just basically nothing. <laughs> like it's it's just Thanks, it, they're 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 all all of the bodies are interred into these drawers in in the wall and it's just a very smooth glass like yeah. yeah it's a glass like surface and it's basically just a a study in perspective like okay good job <laughs> but it's rom so therefore it is flawless it is almost the best thing to ever to come out of Marvel so yes. <laughs> um, Rom twenty one. There you go. I love torpedo. I you really, do. I really yeah, do. I, 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 I just, I, I don't. I mean, it's been so long since I've read this and and looked um, at least the bulk of these characters, and I, I never realized how how brash and arrogant Brock comes across. Oh yeah, and he's a bro. It, he's a bro. He's definitely a bro. Yeah, he's 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 Vander, but it's it's. I was oh, just gonna man. say that you dick. I wasn't no. gonna say he is Vander, but I think Vander would enjoy spending wow. time with him. Yes, but the thing I that got me know, was he's gonna hear this in like a year from now. He's gonna be like, oh exactly. My God, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. During the battle, they um, Matlow infuses the 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 narration and the dialogue with football related jargon, and I was just like, oh, okay, we get it. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, you once again, watch football Sunday. Once again, like I had, like I knew what he was talking about because it was it was entry level football stuff, so it wasn't like the more contrived, you know, flag on the play thing with the you know whatever they do. But no, I thought it was cute, and um, the fact that the wife Lorraine cries 
when they pull into <laughs> they pull into Clareton yeah. with the U-Haul, and everybody's like, "Hey, how you doing, Brock? Like, let's help you move your stuff in." And they get in really quick, and the wife's like, "Oh, we're finally home!" Like, <laughs> so, sweetheart, you know, tamp it down a little bit, okay? <laughs> You're not safe. You're really not. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, but um, I it's it's rom. It's just pure bliss on paper i love the design of rom um you know that that wolfman uh created torpedo in the wake of the like the republic serials with the rocketeers and like so it's very pulpy which makes sense because all the villains are called rocketeers right right and and i i just love the character he gives me a a booster gold kind of vibe a little bit yeah 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 i got that even without the football connection yeah. yeah yeah But anyway, I, the costume is so friggin' cool. Cumbersome, yeah, maybe. But I, like I, back in the day, I was reading it and think, I thought to myself, like, what if one of those wrist gauntlets or leg gauntlets, like, just stopped working? Like, he would mm-hmm. just caterwaul in, like, <laughs> at, at weird, you know, angles and stuff, but it never, you know, it's just, it's wonderful. So I am, I, I am glad that the, uh, that the design does include, the um, the ability for for the protrusions on around his uh, his calves and and forearms to to kind of to, they they pop up when he's ready and and they're kind of they 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 they, they slide into the cost into the suit when uh, when he's changing into when, when when he has to just kind of wear the suit under his clothes right because it it though that the 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 ends of his gloves and boots are are just the helmet's one thing but but what he's got on his his by his hands and feet just, it, it, aesthetically i don't it's hard for me to wrap my head around yeah would you call it cool a bangle to like 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 high tech bangles or something yeah yeah and then then anklets but I don't know what you would call them. But I mean, they serve a purpose. They're honestly, friggin' cool. They, they, they look a little goofy to me. But no, 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 no but I do, love them. I, I know, I know. They're, yeah. cool. They're cool. Now, you're just saying that. <sighs> <laughs> but but back in the day when Torpedo was introduced, I was like, holy shit, this guy's the coolest thing ever. I love him. And then as you read the series. How, how aerodynamic they'd be if you're flying around in the sky. Uh, he's awesome. But a, a, as you read the series, um, as the series progresses, Something very unfortunate happens. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Uh, questions and comments. Okay. First of all, <laughs> the opening scene of Brock and Lori and their kids driving in the truck. Talk about being of its time because they got three baby kids in the front seat with no seatbelts on. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. seatbelts. The baby just laying in the middle. <laughs> like if he had hit the brakes, the baby could fucking crack its head on the window. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he's a good-looking was. guy, that Brock Jones. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, he, 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 he gets it. He's he very it. very Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, I just know here that Busema draws frightening kids because there's other scenes. <laughs> he clearly didn't know how to draw a kid. Like he drew them. Like, I just like the John Byrne. He drew, no. He, he drew, they all, all they did is they drew they drew adults with with baby bodies. Don't don't <laughs> say he didn't know how to draw kids. He I may he, he may have kids. he may have glossed over. Those. He said he drew frightening kids. Um, 
it's weird to me that Brandy's in love with Rom. Um, Why? But because Rom is a emotionless automaton of a robot. Like he's no, 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 no. no. He's not emotionless. Well, okay. He he's, doesn't. He doesn't have the 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 ability the to features. consummate a physical right. That's relationship. What I, mean. I mean, he's yes. right. He, the words may be emotive, but he can't show it. So. Um, but no, I mean, listen, get in where you fit in, you know. Um, but do you know where the series goes though? Yeah. Well, no, I've only read. The, well, I've re- I've read one through twenty nine, so I don't be. Honest. Oh well, Brandy origin. Uh, eventually, Brandy will do something that makes her more. Oh, she becomes a space knight. Yes. Dude, you can't off the word spoiling shit that's forty years old. Yes, she does. Well, but you haven't read it yet. Who so can't? It's, not, it's I, No, I get. I, I listen. We, we we can discuss the the merits of of stories that are fun, but it it it's, it doesn't matter how old it is. You haven't gotten to it yet. Oh so I, 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 I I'm just no, girl. I know. I know. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It already happened, so you can find out about it. You can stumble yes. across it in Wikipedia, but yes. but you haven't gotten to it in the story no. yet. So right. you lost that 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 emotion of it. Fair That's enough. all. I'm she becomes the new star shine. Yes. The oh, most, nice. the oh. most, the most ridiculous. That's, I hate that face. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Oh my god! Yeah, she's a cute little diamond with her little, with her little plume. Oh, <laughs> I love her. Um, Leave her go. Lori is down the fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, she's wanting it. Yeah, she's mm. like, she's like, I'll, I'll unpack the sheets, honey. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, kids are in bed. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unpack the sheets. I'm like, you go, girl. You go. I think from now on, I'm gonna call Vander Torpedo. Yes, I think I think that's that's insulting. his next commission. Why is it insulting? Why? Brock Jones is like a he's like a bro. He's like a douche. Dude, he's jacked. Well, you're not talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm he, not loves, he loves he loves football. Gonna, I'm battle for him, but damn. Oh, and him. he's a good looking guy. All of which yes. Vander is got a family. He's a family man. Yeah. He's doing what's right. He loves Dude, football. I would not do our brother wrong. I, Dude, he's a no. football player. So I, I didn't say guy. he was the freaking frog. You know, or or or, or the, it's not the frog, the, the toad. Like he's a good-looking, football-minded, handsome-minded. <laughs> Shut up! Oh shit! I'm done. Just digging it deeper. Keep going. Yeah, I know. I realized that it was coming out of my mouth. I'm like, no. Oh god. Um. Right, a couple other things. Uh, I love you, Brian. Van Der. Rom is in his feelings about having how all the heroes keep attacking him. He's like, why is oh, here? Yeah. Keep attacking me, and it's like yeah. Jack of Hearts attacked him. It doesn't end. Attacked him. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, I the one thing I didn't get, dude, I did not get it. Why would he be contemplating suicide? A hero like that, like yeah, that's a, that, that, that's that's soft. Well, he's he's on the edge. He's like, well, I'm just going to throw in the towel. It's been 200 <sighs> years. I've been doing this, and and I'm just going to. Yeah, he just he gambled and he won, fortunately. But yeah, it was a it was a weird, it yeah, was a weird that was play. weird to me. Yeah, it was, that weird was weird play. to me. Um, well, he loves Brandy and she didn't return his affections. But sure. if, if you if you give up your humanity in order to fight the good fight and you've been doing it for two hundred years, one would think you were made of stronger stuff than to just crumble in the face of an unconsummated relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. But no, overall, it was a lot of fun. Looked good. I, uh, it was just the right amount of silly. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the dialogue is definitely dated, but that's just the nature of the way that comic dialogue was written back then. Um, 
You know what I mean? Like that's just is what it is. They're, if you're either going to be okay with that era of comics or you're not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I was into it. And I think Sal draws the fins on on Torpedo's helmet a little too tall because you know he's ducking mm. to go through doorways. Like he's oh, got to sure. duck. Yeah. Yeah. What but the man, I love the Rom uh, costume. I love it. So much. And there's, it's amazing what Bill eked out of, like, no facial features. There's none. Mm. It's you just got two flashing eyes. That's it. And, and yep. um, or Sal. Sorry, Bill wrote it. Sal drew it. Yeah. The the stuff that Sal managed to do with Rom, and then it even gets better when Aiken and Garvey come on. I I, I know mm. Sinnott is is amazing, and he's he's Mount Rushmore of inkers. But I think the book looks even better yeah. when Aiken and Garvey come on it. Now, I wanted to make a point here because last episode, I made a note to bring this up this episode. Last episode, you said when we were discussing the uh, roulette books that mm-hmm. you like you don't need every character to sound like they're speaking like real life speech. Yeah. Like that. And I, I thought it was interesting when you made an allusion because one of the things that I – noticed this week reading rum i also happened to read a huge chunk it's gonna warm your heart of howard the duck Vince. it's about damn time yeah and and i gotta tell you that the thing i was well there are many things and this isn't a night to talk about howard but there are many things that i enjoyed about my dive into that but one of the things that really struck me is how natural sounding gerber's dialogue is incredibly realistic yeah. It just sounds like people having real conversations, which yep. is hysterical because he's like a talking duck. Yep. And I thought, man, this dude was writing in a way that was way more ahead of its time in modern than all the other dudes. Which, again, is not to say like the way that Manlo wrote Rama is wrong. But to me, Howard reads as timeless. Yep. Like I could have – if you had told me this came out three years ago and I read it, I would be like, oh, cool. Like I wouldn't because it is written so naturally. And I think that is an incredible achievement by Gerber and, and, and like makes it stand ahead of most of the other Bronze Age stuff. I will endorse that check. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Respect. The best writer to come out of Marvel. I haven't read enough of his work to say that, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm getting so far. Good. All right. Let's move on because time limits and all. The, uh, so I chose number 23 of Rom, Space Knight, because not, we've got... Not surprisingly. What? Well, yeah. Uh, for one thing, the story takes place in New York. Uh, but we also get a team up. And, and of course, this this issue follows. This is, this is a two-parter. It um, starts in... Power Man and Iron Fist number 73, uh, which Rom goes to New York because he is looking, again, as Vince said earlier, for a way home, back to Galador. Um, so, the, uh, briefly, with, with, with Power Man and Iron Fist lead-in issue, um, Rom gets to New York, starts zapping New Yorkers with the neutralizer. Um, <laughs> of course... Zaps a pimp who is extremely happy that he still lives. Unfortunately, one of his prizes, Polly, she's not so lucky. Uh, 
Right. How, and, how bad is it when the pimp isn't a dire wraith, but the hoe is? Like, what? <laughs> and he's sitting here holding on to her ashes, screaming, no. I... So um, the uh, our heroes for hire are, are seeing a play. They uh, they get the news about something going on downtown with with an alien coming around, this dude in metal, zapping people, killing people. Uh, and when Luke as Power Man and Danny as Iron Fist show up to the office, uh, there's a message from Reed Richards explaining what's going on uh, to the best of his ability, from what he can tell. Um, and and it's weird because we see. The, the Fantastic Four kind of like in action, sort of, but it's just Human Torch kind of just like pirouetting, flying up in the air. Visible woman, or at this point, Invisible Girl is just kind of making her little uh, invisible spheres and thing for some reason is just screaming. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's we've got Reed is like, listen, good luck, Luke. I know you can handle whatever's going on in the city. Um, and, uh, and just that's basically it. So Luke and Danny do come across Rom uh, as with Torpedo. Heroes meet. There's a huge misunderstanding. They fight. Um, Luke figures out uh, that uh, that Rom isn't actually trying to. Uh, kill people he, he there's there's a method to his madness and uh they decide at that point uh with basically the national guard and the cops and everybody coming to the city to put a stop to rom um the uh the heroes for hire and rom decide to duck out and that's when we cut to rom proper uh still by bill and sal and joe um so they escape in the sewers and and we get a great page of the rest of the Marvel heroes in the city. Uh, yeah. We've got Spider Man swinging around. We've got Daredevil. Uh, we've got uh, which I don't I don't know what the hell Daredevil would have done. But and we got Moon Knight on his ladder. Yeah. Like his Frenchie is off panel. It's like, it's like what? <laughs> I know what all, all these heavy hitters: Spider Man, Daredevil, all Captain America, hitters, all the heavy hitters, and, and Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Like, uh, and Captain America, of course, on that awesome motorcycle, uh, and and then Iron Man just hanging out in Avengers Mansion because you know that that's what a hero does. But he doesn't. He, he's got a logical reason or valid reason for him is that uh, we don't need people to to see another armored being flying around and, yeah. and thinking the worst. So yeah, because uh, you know people are colorblind and they and they can't know they, they can't understand shapes, so they wouldn't know the difference between Iron Man. And you know, it's like it's like they all look alike type of thing. Now, in that panel where Iron Man's in the window and he's got the, <laughs> the, the curtains pulled to the side, he's he's my late mother in law. <laughs> like looking at the neighborhood like, Oh damn, Jenny's going out again. She just came back and she's going out. Like, oh my God. Tony, you have nothing yeah. else to do. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh we get a quick little recap of um of the events from Paramount and Iron Fist, in case uh, readers weren't, weren't, weren't spending the 60 cents on that issue, and we get the... Uh, and, and Rom is in an awesome, awesome disguise. It's the best, dude. Daddy <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is the best. 
with a with a whack ass looking trench coat that doesn't even go down past Rom's thighs and and a fedora. It's the so, best. It is the no reason. No one's going like no to recognize the worst show to a bachelor party. <laughs> Death of Jean Grey, <laughs> Rom in a trench coat with a friggin' fedora. Like, <laughs> yeah, where's the, how does the scales balance? How do you? Holy shit! So, um, so they they uh, they get to the sewers, and uh, although oh, before we continue that, we cut to West Virginia, Claritin, and West Virginia. Um, and we've got uh, we've got Steve trying to put the Mac on on uh, on Brandy, but um, she of course looks out the window and she sees a streak, which of course is torpedo. But she's her heart jumps a little bit because maybe it's Rom. Look at that costume, uh, so nice. And and uh, <laughs> so so torpedo's just zipping around, but there's a fog coming over the town, and uh, and it's just kind of changing. Um, not emotions, but it's just it's. For example, torpedo comes across uh, some some ne'er do well trying to mug an old lady, uh, and uh, and and he's he's yelling at her to give her his bag, um, for her to give him his her bag, and and the fog takes over both of them, and torpedo comes down. He's like, put that gun down, punk. And he's like, gun, and and the gun flies out of his hand, and and uh, <laughs> torpedo's like convinced that that something bad was about to happen, and the dude's like, nah, man, I, I heard this lady scream, and I I came to help her up. He's like, yeah, no, I was falling. He helped me up, and he's like, what the, f-? and then they walk away like arm in arm. So, Eldritch, that's direwraith magic. <laughs> that's 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 happening while the home of Brock Jones. We, we, we cut inside and there's, uh, there's, there's Lorraine. Baby uh, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that is the oldest looking baby. He's a baby Trump. I'm place. telling you. It's like Benjamin Button over here. So we got, we got. It's like, it's like, it's like you borrowed Pip the Troll. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, it's nice to see where Ariel oh, Elevator got it from. So we've got, we, Mother, we, I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she uh Lorraine's a fine looking woman though. She is. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And DTF. She's all salty that her man's out patrolling all the time and yes. not giving her the action. What she wants to do. So uh so the fog leaves the baby's room uh before Lorraine gets there and, and, and of course now the baby's calm, mommy's here, the baby's calm because of the fog. Um cut back to New York and there's a huge spotlight on Power Man, Iron Fist, and Ram in a trench coat. But they it, it looks like they kinda like slowly set it, like like it's a scene from Airplane where they're gonna slowly walk out of the spotlight and the cops won't see them anymore. But they uh they they, they get fired upon the trench coat gets torn to tatters. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would have been a great outfit for the action figure. The uh Rom picks up a dump truck, throws it down on the ground, making their escape uh through a through a manhole and now they're in the sewers, and this boggles the mind to no end. Luke is like, "Okay, the Baxter Building is right above us. I'm going to break us in by knocking this wall down." Bro, how yeah. the fuck 
Mantlo, I mean, come on, Bill. I, I know, I know, we're churning these out every month. Come on, bro. Well, remember, Cage was a member of the Fantastic Four. But how did you just Dude, break down a wall to get into an area? Because he knew it was back. there, bro. Come on. If it wasn't Luke, what if it was the Wizard? What if it was Mister Hyde? What they if wouldn't was- know. But oh, Luke. Um, being oh, a member, I think he was a member of the it Fantastic Four before this. Well, issue. he mentions it in the book. He mentions it. In the book. Yeah, he's going to use his key, which just happens to be in his chain belt for some right. reason. And, and but it doesn't. They must have changed the locks. They, no, they, they it's totally kosher. They deactivated his card when he got fired, so this way you know you can't come back in. So I don't blame him. Rom's like hell with this. I can get us in. Bust open the elevator door. The elevator's not there, obviously. So they got to climb up and. Uh, Luke and Danny are climbing the cable of, of, of the elevator shaft. Rom is is breaking his way through the wall so he can climb up that way. Now we got lasers attacking because, of course, even though they can break through a wall, Reed does have an alarm system in place so that yeah. now the building is attacking them. Um, Rom splits off from the crew and uh, makes his way to... Uh, to the control room where he can turn down all of the... Well, you forgot the Herbies. Well, yes, that's Herbie's when, that, attack. When yes, multiple Herbies, and we get and, and and in case you didn't know what the acronym stands for, there you go. We are humanoid experimental robots employing mm. B-type integrated electronics. Yep. Mm. We were created by Reed Richards and programmed to safeguard the Baxter Building in the absence of the Fantastic Four. We possess the power to fulfill our programming. They attack. Um, Rom splits off, startling Luke, and uh, and and he makes his way. After looking, is this the column? Is this the machine that uh, that 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 took out Spider Man from uh, that 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 team up? When, I when... do think it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so there's he's just Rom's had it. He's being attacked six ways stunt day, and, and and now he's 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 about to get smashed between these two massive girders and uh he's just no more breaks it down finally gets to um gets to the control room the lights in the back of the building dim everything's deactivated and they make their way to the hangar where we've got the pogo plane uh the fantastic car which of course must be out being used because the fantastic four aren't here uh and this saucer which was used by the scrolls um and uh before and, and and this is what's great. This panel, he's like, Rom asks, how does one operate such a craft? How is it programmed to carry me from Earth to Galador? And Iron Fist is like, uh, we thought you'd know, bro. And, and, and Rom's like, I'm neither a scientist nor a pilot. I have never flown a spacecraft in my life. And so that's when it's we like, hear off panel. Danny, don't be a jerk. <laughs> Looks like you're stuck here, don't it? And that's, of course, when the Fantastic Four... Yay. Make their appearance, uh, and and Thing is feeling some sort of way because Ben can't stand that the person who was like basically taking his place during the two issues that Luke Cage was a member of the Fantastic Four longer than two issues. I, it was in his presence, um, and uh, he he's uh, Luke has the best way to determine whether or not Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four are dire rates. He asks, "I have one question." Mr. Fantastic, when you hired me, we agreed on a certain salary in exchange for my services. You remember what it was? And Reed says, I do. 
and Reed Richards names a figure, which we don't know. And, of course, at that point, Luke Cage, hero for hire, breathes a sigh of relief. $14. No, it's probably minimum wage. <laughs> because, I mean, after all, Luke is black. So oh, yeah. Reed would play him. <laughs> he would pay him. Oh, he, would. he really would. Like, no, nah, that's not right. Uh, so, um, so, of course, with that, because God forbid dire rates may know what you're thinking, but he he's just like, okay, yeah, no, that that that's got to be it because no way any other white man would have given me a larger figure than that. This dude knows what's up, so he he's like, everybody's fine. They're going to give Rom the saucer so he can fly away to Galador. Um, we've uh, we've got Rom. We've got a couple of panels of Rom saying goodbye to New York City, saying goodbye to Earth being surprised at the stars and after all these years he says i am going home and he flies off and uh we get the last two panels are of uh the fantastic four and the heroes for hire um still looking up in space even though rom should be in hyperspace by now and uh and then reed asks luke what if the dire wraiths had the memories of the people they were impersonating um you would have uh You'd be in a little bit of trouble at that point, and uh, and then he's like, uh, "Maybe we should beef it out of here, Luke." And and that is the end of the issue. Although the next issue, which we're not talking about, asks, "Anyone remember Nova?" Hell yeah, that this is a, a funny. That is a fine looking Susie, with the little mm-hmm. little whoop to doop in the <laughs> hair going on. Whoop, whoop. Yep. And then he's got to hold on to her because you know he's insecure. No, he's, he's not. not. He loves her. Questions and comments. Go for it. Yep. Um, yeah, first of all, you guys already hit the, the Spidey Daredevil Moon Knight cap thing was hilarious. <laughs> um, I was like, I was like, Moon Knight, really? Um, <laughs> another sign of its times, we get a full page recap of what happened in the last issue of Love the series. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Literally, like, the last issue. Like, people are like, I, bro, I just wrote, I just read this. You, 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 I don't need a whole page. To re- but anyway. Um Dude, I cracked up when they declared martial law in New York over Ron. <laughs> it's like, bro, this is the Marvel Universe. You guys have fucking super villains every corner of every street in New York all the time. Like, what? <laughs> like, martial law, what? Made no sense. Um, I like the old uh, Steve being mad salty that Brandy isn't feeling him uh, because she's got feelings for the Rom. Rom Lama Dinga. Um, I made the same comment that did I wrote it is absurd that they broke through a wall to get the four feeders plaza. <laughs> I think that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, but like but like hey, you know that's cool. But to in their defense there were then a lot of traps. A lot yes. of defenses. Yes. So so it wasn't exactly as easy as they thought it would be. Um and then dude, it's such a reminder in this how Reed for so many years of Fantastic Four treated Sue's like she was a dumb bitch. Like, she's like, oh, my God, how incredible is it these aliens can shapeshift into other things? And he just looks at her and he goes, you mean, like, the scrolls? Bitch, you mean scrolls? Like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like, fucking the scrolls, are you forgetting about them, you idiot? Stop. And I was just, and I was just thinking, that is, that is how Reed treats her through, like, the first, like, 20 years of the book. Like, every time she brings up something, he's just like, well, actually, you're dumb for asking that. But it's crazy, and it cracked me up. <laughs> you need to stop talking like that. <laughs> Just bring the truth, dude. These hurts. 
It was a fun <laughs> issue. It really was. Lovers. Nothing. That's one of the highlights of the series. <laughs> Not baby Trump, but seeing seeing <laughs> Rom in the fucking head, the the, the fedora and the, the trench coat is the best. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, and then and then I am up uh, with issue number twenty six. You're pretty smart. Selecting yes. this one. Yes, Galactus on Galador. Yeah. Uh, much like your two issues, uh, also written by Bill Mantlo, also penciled by Sal Buscema and with Joe Sennett inks. And uh, this is one of those comics that I, I remember very fondly. Had the Columbia Ten Speed banner on it, which I definitely remember that period of comics and. It was definitely a, a a key period for me in the in the early days of my reading. Um, so by this point, Rom has been on Galador for a few issues, and uh, and this is the this uh, this issue starts at the uh, the morning of the defeat of his uh, persistent arch nemesis. Really, throughout the first thirty issues of the, of the book, Mentis. Uh, he has defeated Mentis, and uh, they are kind of like coming to terms with the reality because what we didn't get, we, I mean, we this this all happened, 26 takes place after this, but in between Dap's issue and mine, Rom goes, he shows up to Galador, and everybody's like, oh, Emperor Rom, Lord Rom, nice to see you. And he's like, what are you talking about? Turns out that, that the Terminator who Vince mentioned gets put into an identical Rom suit by Mentis at one point. And basically the much of the time that Rom has been on earth, uh, Terminator as Rom has been running Galador and, uh, and then they, they have a big battle with Mentis and so forth. And then ultimately Terminus turns face after being a heel. Um, <laughs> and, and although it's interesting cause they have the same suit, so it's hard to tell them apart. Um, but, uh, by this point they're kind of conv- convalescing after that big battle. And this gigantic Kirby-like ship rolls into the atmosphere, and uh, and of course we we all recognize it as Galactus's ship. And there's an awesome, I think it's awesome, double-page spread with Galactus and Terax and all the all the Space Knights. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. Like it, I, it's a beautiful page. It's a kind of like double-page spread you don't often see in books at this time. Yeah, it um, is really good, but I I think Sal took liberties with Terax's face. Mm. Yeah, the face is a little wonky. It's a little wonky. Yeah, yeah. But it's I, majestic, I love Sal, but it's a majestic spread. He was getting it done. Yeah. So Rom and and, and Rom two point aka Terminator battle Terax. There's lots of exposition, you know, about what they're going to do to each other. Um, we get we get a little bit of the recap of the issues that we skipped over, where we learned about the Prime Director's evil half was being Mentis, but now he's free and he's this giant floating head in space. And the Prime Director heads off as a giant floating head into space to investigate and comes across Galactus himself. Um, you know, and, and gets get made, get made, Galactus makes short work of him, uh, probably not surprisingly. Um, we get to see a bunch of the other Space Knights. Starshine is up in there being like, how are we going to do this? Um, there's a period of dialogue that I noticed during this issue that just, I was so giddy. In in one page they use the words indomitable, insufficient, and implacable. <laughs> and you put the word implacable in a comic, and I'm stiff. Yeah, I'm stiff. That that's hot. That's hot. Because um, again, it's like they're not writing down to kids, right? They're using high level vocabulary. Yeah, words, yeah. Yeah, grown ass man words. Um, we so we meet we meet we meet Starshine, or we see Starshine. We see we see Hammerhands. We see Javelin. We see Rainbow. Um, 
Rom and the Terminator head for Galactus. Uh, he makes quick work of them, swats them away like they're flies. We then get a full recap of the Terminator's history again. So it's like the fourth time in the series we get that story in 29 issues, uh, or 26 by this point. Um, then we get um, uh, we get to uh, we hop over to the uh, to the back to the uh, uh, the Earth for a second. We get the fog was from the wraiths turning everyone into mindless ones. Uh, it's kind of like a invasion of the body snatchers of sorts, or like a Pied Piper deal, right? The yeah, fog the whole is, series yeah. is invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and 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 at this point, this fog has um, it has turned everybody in in uh, Keratin into um, mindless ones, basically, and they're lured like a Pied Piper into this mine, and seemingly going to be lost down in the mines, and then the dire wraith show up and, and now the whole town is doppelganger dire wraith waiting for Rom's return. Um, now we're back to, to Galador and Rom has had the good idea of breaking into Galactus's vessel. Um, and there's this weird scene where like, he's looking around and like, you know, Galactus has got his place pimped out. He's got stuff from all the different basically civilizations that he's destroyed and Rom calls him a rapist, which is super mm. weird to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're a rapist, a monster, an abomination." And like, he's not wrong. This, I don't know. Rape. I it's a strong word. I mean, I, I get it in this context, yeah. but it's still a strong word to say. Especially, I mean, today, yes, but back then, it might have been. It still might have been a little harsh. Yeah. But but, and then, like the next panel, he's like, oh. "But he was also a poet." You can't be enraged and call to you a rapist, and then like a minute later, we're like, "Buddy, I kind of." Well, he's he's a rapist poet. Yeah, he's a rapist poet. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) Maybe he was Um, a therapist. Yeah, that's yeah. So, so they do do best Terax despite his best efforts, Um, and he's he's all in his feelings because he was beaten, and he says, "I'm the best herald that that Galactus ever had because he's because I'm immoral." All the other heralds were too moral to really do what needed to be done. And he said, in fact, Galactus is the most immoral of them all. Um, and then, um, you know, and then and then we kind of go from there. Uh, Rom is destroyed everything inside of the ship. And uh, and they basically, their only hope at this point, because they realize they can't defeat Galactus, he's way too powerful, is Rom pulls the okey-doke. And he's like, dude, don't be in this little planet right here. I got a whole galaxy of planets for you and he convinces galactus to leave galador and head to the dark nebula which if you've read prior issues of rom you know is the domain of the aforementioned dire wraiths super smart yeah super, yeah super yeah. smart yep i like this issue a lot it was i mean galactus was going to do his due uh, i like that they took down terax um yeah no it was fun there was some weird little mo- weird moments but but they kind of made it funny. But but overall, I thought it was a really action packed issue, and uh, and like you said, really smart around Rom being you know he's outsmarting Galactus, which is what you have to do, right? Like yeah, it's always like Galactus is always like it's like Mister Mix's pit. Like you you're never going to defeat him. You got to like somehow trick him into losing interest in eating your particular planet. Totally agree. Yeah. Yep. And I th- think I have to agree with Terax that he is the greatest of the heralds. Uh, I. My girl Frankie Ray wants to have a, have a conversation. Mm, come on, dude. Nova, really? Yeah. I disqualify Silver Surfer because he... Wait, <laughs> no, because he redeemed himself and became a hero. 
he becomes the her- he becomes his herald again later though he does but so i mean obviously silver surfer is the greatest of the heralds but yeah. because he became a hero per se so did fire lord for a time and then nova i get it but but of of the subordinate heralds Terax is definitely the best. Yeah, I mean, because because Surfer went, Norrin went back with, with some concessions, right? Like he yeah. wasn't going to just. Yes. I mean, whereas Terax was just like, get, Listen, uh, here's a planet. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, but what 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 what, I, what amused me is that Terax gets bapped on the top of the head, still has time to give his speech about how he's he's immoral, and and how all the other heralds were greater because they had morals keeps talking and then eventually falls flat on his face yeah he's tired he's tired. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's play a little impromptu game okay harold or can can you name how many heralds do you think you can name oh, oh, okay surfer nova fire lord terax the green uh, guy the guy with the, the scaly green guy scaly green guy yeah tall What the fuck was his name? I mean, I don't know, bro. Aunt May was a herald of Galactus too. Yeah, gold, golden oldie. Yeah. Yep, yep. So okay, so Tyrant's the first one. Tyrant, boom. Yeah. Then the fallen one, right? Then Airwalker. That's it. I remember right. him from Mohatmo. Yep. Then Fire Lord. Then Terax. Then Nova. Then Morg, the Executioner. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yes. He wasn't green. Then- but I don't know why I, I don't thought he was so, green. No. Yeah. Um, then Redshift, yeah. then Stardust, and okay. then the Praetor, the and then uh, one one story arc heralds included Rom, the Destroyer, Dazzler, Aunt May, the Human Torch, uh, the Ultimates, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Kazar. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so. everyone in the Marvel Universe was a no, yeah. herald. If you weren't, that's if a tiny amount. If you weren't Captain Universe, you were a herald. <laughs> you you were, really? There have been way more like Horsemen of the Apocalypse than there have been heralds. I, I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> that is very, it's very true. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. yeah. Franklin Richard, Horseman. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, that was great. We love these books so much, and we thank you for playing. As always, please check out our sponsor because you will get your OGNs, trade paperbacks, Omnibu, and manga at rock bottom prices, cheapgraphicnovels.com. And if you would be so kind, please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. We have recently transitioned into a new system where uh, we have only two tiers. You can leave us a tip as usual. That's pretty standard for Patreon. But for $5, you get a bonus episode, which is our book of the month, which goes longer, much longer than our regular episodes. So we, we're trying to, to finally tune our regular episodes to maybe an hour, hour and a half. Book of the month goes two, two and a half hours. And you only get that if you're a patron. It's behind the wall. For ten, for $10, you get the aforementioned book of the month episode and you get access to the Slack, which means daily downloads of vintage fanzines that will probably never be reprinted again. You get uh, page rate 
uh, a vintage page. You get covers out the wazoo. You get a focus on a unique artist every month because we love them. So we'll do a whole month where you get a cover image or an interior page image from this artist. And there's so much other stuff like audio. Um, when we do conventions, you're going to get a shit ton of video that only the patrons can see. But the best part about it is the dedicated Slack channel where all of the the EOC family congregate every day. We talk about albums and movies and TV and comics and comic, books. Comic art. Comic art. All of that stuff. It is Memes and humor. That's the, probably the most active channel. Thank goodness for Mike. You know, DAP is pretty... Uh, participates a lot in the meme thing too. Yeah, Ray and Flippa. They both. Yeah, well, the memes too. Flippa, he's kind of dirty with his. He is. He, he is very dirty. That's okay though, but because we're all family, and and we 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 join every day and talk about a whole bunch of stuff, and it's the best place on earth. So check out the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash eleven o'clock comics. In your travels, this is not a revelation. Uh, Dap and I have been trumpeting this man's talent for years at this point. I really want you to read Everything Sucks, Noah's Millions. Because it's written and illustrated by the great Michael Sweater, published by Silver Sprocket. That's Silver Sprocket. It picks up not long after Friends Forever. Oddly enough, Noah and Becca are getting along very well. Well, at least at the start of the issue. Well, no, he's actually really kind of sweet and considerate. Yes, no, no, yes at the start. Because Noah's an asshole. Oh, I mean, let's time. be honest. He's a, he, he's a fun character, but he's an asshole. He's a dick, yeah. And, and he's very considerate to her. He, 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 he genuinely wants to know if she's doing okay i'll call you later we'll have fun I, you know he he doesn't drop the l word but he's really enamored with this with this girl they've done the deed but anyway long story short a wounded reptile thug stashes a huge bag of money in the bathroom of the sandwich shop where noah pretends to work and if you know noah pretends to work is pretty accurate Noah finds the money, and his life is drastically changed. He and Cal go on a spending spree, clothes, like a whole bunch of stuff, until he second-guesses himself, and he throws the money in a river because he, th- he thinks that the money, like, changed him. It, it made him a poser. It's not, he's not being genuine. He's not being true to his, his life goal. And then he's like, what the fuck did I just do? So he tries to go after the money. I'm not going to say anymore, but... Again, it's Michael Sweater doing what I think only Michael Sweater can do. Like, we know these characters very well at this point. And it's, there's a, a double page spread of the perfect sandwich. Mm-hmm. And, and I really have to agree with Michael Sweater. That would be my perfect sandwich. It's it, like a sandwich. It has mayo on it, so you wouldn't eat it. No, yeah, definitely wouldn't eat right. it. Right. I've, I've, I've made sandwiches like this, but yeah, I wouldn't eat mayo, it. Mayo, guac, Vidalia onions, tomatoes, a bunch of cold cuts. Like, it is the perfect friggin' sandwich. And it's these are f- comfort food. Michael Sweater's books are, are definitely comfort food for me because I know exactly what I'm going to get. I know I'm going to enjoy them. I'm going to get a sticker sheet in the back of the book. And 
I just love what the guy does. And Dap read this too. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. I yeah, it was, it was uh, great. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I may have, um, I, it, it, it's, each one always is entertaining. Every time I, I, I get the next one, I, I have a good time with it. I don't know if it's my favorite of the bunch, but it's definitely, and I'm not trying to rank them or, or rate, you know, each one or, or compare trust, but this was, I mean, we, we only really, it's just Noah it's 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 Kala. It's yeah. We yeah. We get we get some Becca, but it's it's not the entire crew. It's not so crazy. No. It's just it, it's a really straightforward kind of a shorter story where it's just it, there's a beginning, middle, and end pretty much. And this is the adventure you're on for this for this particular tale. But um, it was it was a lot of fun to go to the thrift store. It's yeah. It's I think if you haven't read, and everything sucks, this would be a great. It'd be a good one, one yeah. to start with. You're right. Yeah. 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 Because you, you, you ask yourself, after you close the, the, the cover, you would ask yourself, what the hell is wrong with this Kala chick? Like, she definitely has something working on her. Oh, yeah. I, I'm hoping yeah. that the next one really focuses on Kala, because I to this point, we really haven't gotten a whole lot of backstory. On She's what, touched by an angel, dude. I don't she, think it's she, an angel. She needs therapy. <laughs> no. yeah. needs, I no, mean, she definitely needs therapy. Is, yeah. There's, but there, there's some shit that's going on in her life. When I see something from Silver Spocka coming in where it's just like, hey, new Everything Sucks issue, I'm like, you just made my day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it so much. So does Dap. Jason, he doesn't like that. No, I've enjoyed it. I, 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 I didn't do this one yet, but I've, I've read, uh, but I've read some other Everything Sucks because of the Silver Spocka packages. But yeah. Noah and, and company are slackers. Yeah, no, it's not my favorite yeah. thing. I mean, this isn't my favorite, thing, but it's well executed. Like, I, I don't I'm like. Yeah, it's, it's, you still I, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can appreciate what he's doing. Okay, you may not like the characters. But I, yeah. you know me, I don't buy original art. If we were at a con and Michael Sweater was there and he was selling OA, I would seriously consider parting with. Yeah, somebody. you would. You would. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a challenge. Heroes, my man. Let's see what we come up with. In. I want to see if we can find that little dick, big balls T-shirt though. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't wear that. Yeah. <laughs> You would wear that? No, no truth in advertising. No, nice. it, it would it would it would say medium dick, medium balls. There you go. So there you go. I'm honest. I got nothing to hide. Oh my god. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, so in your travels, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. This uh, this just came out actually. Um, we we talked about the first issue of. Um, or the first, I guess, ongoing more or less of um, of Ultimate Comics. So this was, uh, or sorry, the new Ultimate Universe. This is um, Ultimate Black Panther by. Uh, oh, nice! I've yeah. Heard. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep on it. It 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 looks amazing. It is um, it is written by Brian Hill, who we've written other stories he's done. It it is really good at what he does. Stefano Caselli. Is your artist David Curiel is uh, your colors and Corey Pettit is on the letters. Um, we are in Wakanda. It, it it looks as we would expect uh, in this version. Uh, T'Challa is married to Okoye. Uh, Shuri, of course, still his sister. She is basically um, in charge of. Uh, of the uh, of the Dormilaje. she's 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 the sister to T'Challa, woman at arms, uh, but she basically 
the Dormelage kind of rely on Shuri. Uh, T'Chaka is still alive, at least when the issue starts. Uh, but the big bad, uh, there is war looming. And, and T'Challa is fine with, with staying out of it because he wants to, as, as Akoya reminds Shuri, they have the advantage of surprise because the outside world isn't aware of them and they only have that advantage once. So they don't want to waste it. Um, so even though the spies, T'Challa's spies are out there looking around and, and, and being aware of what's happening, um, T'Challa is like, you know, they said, oh, well, you know, if we get, if, if we get, if we get a small army of the Dormelage, we'll be able to, and, and, and T'Challa's like, I'm going to stop you right there because I, I, I will, I will take information from my spies, but I will not take strategy advice. So, uh, y'all can dismiss and, and go about your business, but we're going to take care of the matters of the court. And, uh, what the spies were reporting back is that, um, the, uh, the the it's Ra and Khonshu um, are basically those who worship those gods are um, are are who are about to wage war and uh, and and they're coming around running um, running roughshod on some of the people uh, near. Wakanda's borders, but uh, but towards the end of the issue, there's some pretty cool moments, and uh, so I'm not, I'm definitely not spoiling that since this issue this issue pretty much is barely a week old. So um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I liked this first issue a lot. Um, it was nice to actually see the Black Panther, so we actually get the character in this first issue. Not that it's a dig, but. That was the dig. Now, see, I got to call you out. I got to call you out for liking this. Because one of the criticisms you had about Ultimate Spider-Man was it would have been nice to see the character of the the title in the book. This is a mirror image of Ultimate Spider-Man. It's the same book. You don't see the character until the last two pages. It's the same thing. And you didn't like Ultimate Spider-Man because Mm -hmm. of that. Just call. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The reason I didn't like Ultimate Spider-Man, I would have loved to have. But you didn't even see. At least here, you see him. You you get a shadow of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. But I mean, we see T'Challa through the whole issue. We saw Peter Parker through the whole issue, and then the last two pages we get T'Challa, like or Black Panther. Like, come on, really? But this is. But but. Unlike Ultimate Spider-Man, this is, even though it's the Ultimate version, this is still a. I'm. This is familiar. That this is this is still. This isn't so far removed the way Ultimate Spider-Man was from what I'm used to reading. It, right. it, it's just it's a me thing. It's it's you know so I. It, Everybody can love both or, or dislike one. I don't, but I, I enjoyed this more than I did Spider-Man because of what I didn't care for in the Spider-Man issue. Well, this one um, looks a whole lot better than Ultimate Spider-Man. Just yeah, saying. Whereas, whereas the Chichetto in Ultimate Spider-Man was looked a little, a little rushed, maybe rushed or, yeah, or, or rushed. off because of whatever, whether it's a new style or he was rushed. This Stefano Caselli, the 
the Stefano Caselli that when I think of when I hear that name, I think of Avengers the Initiative. I, I, yeah. I think of post Civil War Marvel where he was drawing a bunch of books and I, I, I loved his figure drawing. That that Caselli is still here. It's it seems a little bit more I don't know if it's the coloring. I don't know if it's the, if there's a change in style. It's it's a bit more polished. Yeah, um, I agree. A bit more maybe. I there might be some bit, bit more Photoshop applied here. Whereas I like the drawings, but I mean it still looks great. But yes, it it's um, it's it's Caselli's kind of slightly tweaked his style. It's very so, more. It's much more streamlined. Yes, and, and the art is sleeker. It's more stylish. Yeah. Where Chichetto's is kind of rough in some spots, right. not 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 rough. Um, I, I don't mean to demean the art, but rough oh. meaning it looks like he had a limited amount of time in which to lay down the marks. This looks like the artist or Chichetto or um, Caselli had more than enough time to refine what he wanted to get on the page and had enough breathing room to get it done. That's what this looks like to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I definitely, um, if you're on the fence, or, or if you are interested, I would recommend it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know what's coming next after. But they have a th- oh Ultimate X Men is is yeah. coming out in March. I don't I don't know if I'll be first in line for that but i'll definitely be checking out the second issue of ultimate black panther so yeah in your travels ultimate black panther from marvel comics i thought this was a million times better than ultimate spider-man yes there you go yeah just saying and um if if they play true to form as they have on these two issues we may see the ultimate x-men on the last two pages <laughs> like why whatever Mm, and what's interesting idea. though about covers great man is is that which one black panther covers great yeah 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 um i'm I, it's it's i mean this is i'm not i'm not trying to prejudge it's and i know that she's she's obviously written some of those demon days one shots but uh it it's a little weird to me to have uh the ultimate x-men launching by the peach momoko I, I have faith in her. I yeah. just, I, when I when I think of when I think of who could be writing books, that wasn't exactly a name that that that, that jumped out. Yeah, at me. I, mean, I mean, she's been doing X Men books for what three years now, though. But yeah, I I don't want to make Jason feel some kind of way, but I like Momoko's covers. Yeah, I'm really not yeah, crazy. for sure. I'm really not crazy about her writing. Oh, and why would you? Well, first of all, I don't know why it make me feel some kind of way. I'm not like Pete Momoko's fucking handler. Uh, well, you don't. You don't have to drop an f bomb. That's just weird. Uh, I completely agree with you. I, I think she's a great cover artist. I don't think she can write comics, at least not yet. So yeah. I'm with you. I don't, yeah. I mean, and and I I I get why she's the it it creator of of the moment. One of the it creators. But um, Demon Days is good for what it is. But I really don't have a whole lot of faith in her to to helm an entire series. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'll, like you said, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, I'll give it a try. But I'm I'm not I'm not expecting to be wowed by it. But people go crazy over her art, and and rightly so. Be, but, yeah, I, they go crazy over her covers. Though. I I think her covers are very well done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. In your travels, check out 
Uh, a and this book is written by one of uh, Dab and Vince's faves of the last few years, Mister Doug Wagner. Yay! Yes, okay. uh, he's so yes. plastic. No, this is click click boom. I know, uh, which, which was drawn by Doug Dabs, and this book I know was a huge favorite of our buddy Ray. He was uh, singing its praises as it was coming out, and I finally had a chance to sit down and read it. It came out last year. It's a five issue miniseries, and uh, it's awesome. It's it's basically a, a nonstop action movie in a comic. Um, it's the the protagonist is a uh, a young woman. She's I mean she's probably like in her early twenties would be my guess. Um, I don't really say her age, but just based on her experience and her like how what a badass she is. I'm guessing probably early twenties. But in any event, her name is Sprout. She is a mute. She does not speak, and um, in fact. The only way she can really communicate is by showing off pictures of Polaroids that she takes because um, not only is she a mute, but she was raised in isolation by her adopted grandfather who was a doom prepper. He was a Vietnam vet and he was a doom prepper and he taught her how to be a badass and how to survive. But she really had, she is like a total fish out of water. She's never almost like Tarzan. She, she's never seen a city like her normal clothes or she has just no frame of reference for anything in pop culture. Um, but unfortunately her, her grandfather is, is murdered by a man who's the head of a gigantic New York company, like a, a kind of like a think tank. And um, so she comes to New York to, to uh, seek out the bosses of this company are responsible for her grandfather's death and, and avenge him. And that's what the story is. And it's so, so well crafted because of the, the conceit of her only being able to communicate with Polaroids. So she leaves Polaroids all over the scenes of crimes. Well, not crimes, but like when she takes somebody out, she, she befriends a, um, a New York woman named, uh, she's a, a blogger, um, or podcaster rather, and, and a true crime product podcaster. And she gets involved in the whole thing, and, uh, and and befriends her, and she's she's using these pictures to communicate with her. Um, it's just it's a really interesting conceit to uh, play with a visual medium like comics by creating a character who has to who has to speak through visual mediums. You know, it's a little meta, but it really works well. Uh, Dabs's art really works well, and 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 executes the mark pr- like really really nicely. And then when it is time to actually have good old gold fashion. Battle. She's a total badass. She's you know John Wick esque. She can kill people in lots of creative ways, very effectively, uh, with very little weaponry. And uh, and yeah, so it's it's a like a classic revenge tale, uh, revenge tale. And uh, I doubt we'll get more of it because I feel like the story had a beginning, middle, and end. Um, but it was super satisfying, and Ray was absolutely right to sing its praises. Ray likes this book. He loves this book. Yeah, yeah I'm out. Oh, damn. I'm out. Dude, you the can't shit on the hate? you cannot mm. shit on the chili peppers. I'm kidding cuz I love Ray. I know. But I wish he would just like soften his uh, approach on the chili peppers. Adorable. <laughs> 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 hey everybody. Thank you for being here with us one more time around. We hope you come back next time. It's it's just going to be a relentless assault of um EOC because we are barreling down on 900. Uh, what we have planned, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure we'll do something, uh, and then we'll move on as usual. Yeah, I mean, 900 is an arbitrary number. I think so. Yeah, it's not a thousand. Thousands are going to be a big. Thousand. Deal. We'll do something cool. For thousand. We'll do do it from we'll live from Tokyo. Ooh. Oh, that'd be nice. 
Yeah, that'd be really nice. But anyway, uh, come back next time. But in the meantime, go to your comic shop, get some comics, talk about them online, come to our Facebook page or our Slack. I told you how to get there. And in the meantime, say goodnight. If you're happy and you know it, shake your foot. If you're happy and you know it, shake your foot like Torpedo. Oh. David. Good night. <laughs> Sing the song. <laughs> Book Sing of the this. Month is Preacher. Oh, yeah. Truth. But you're only going to be able to hear that if you're a patron. Truth. That's so, right. Yeah. So make sure you get on that. David. I don't know. You don't have to. So. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think you brought it. I think you brought it. I mean, listen, it's okay to be wrong. say that all the time. I'm never wrong. I mean. Yes, it's true. (sighs) (laughs) All right. We love you. Tell them you love them. Love them. Love them so much. We don't love them hoes. They're not hoes. That's it for that one.